0: Hi guys! Welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview podcast from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and today we have the incredible Wendy Osefo on the podcast. She is the newest housewife on The Real Housewives of Potomac, which just wrapped up its fifth season this past weekend. We are going into the three-part reunion that's going to be airing all month. I know I'm certainly ready. This is gearing up to be a huge TV moment. It's the first time that Monique and Candace, two other cast members, have been in the same room since their physical altercation over a year ago and yeah there's just a lot of hype around it and so we had wendy come on we should talk to just kind of preview the reunion and go over her really kind of great first season on the show i think that she really fit into the cast nicely after after several episodes and um she really found her place and I think she was a great addition to the show. She We talked a lot about the reunion and sort of the Monique and Candace of it all. And she she did kind of genuinely preview some of it for us. She told us that the cast sort of like stepped back when it became time for Monique and Candace to go over their their fight and sort of the fallout from that. They She kind of said that, you know, We wanted to give them the space. A lot was leading up to this. It's been over a year and um, they had a lot to say. So we talked about that. Wendy herself said that she didn't have anything major to bring up at the reunion, but she did want to button up a couple things. But I also asked her about sort of what her experience was like and what she made of sort of everyone being obsessed with the fact that she had done bringing up her four degrees and sort of how that played into sort of like how she brought this genuinely new thing to the housewives, which is historically, you know, there's a lot of like, Emphasis placed on the materialistic aspect of, of being a housewife, you know, like the clothes and the houses and the cars and, and, and the relationships, but not a lot of attention is really usually paid to the, how educated they are or sort of their professional accomplishments before the show, so... Um, I think she did really bring something new in in that respect to the show, and we talked about that. We also talked about sort of how her career as a political commentator sort of plays into her being a real housewife, and whether those sort of like affect one another, um, and whether, you know, it it prevents her from being taken seriously in the political commentary arena. She said it doesn't, actually. But yeah, it was was a really, really great interview, and I sort of ended by asking her, "Would, would you want to come back for a second season? And she sort of played it coy. She was a little bit cryptic about that. So I hope she comes back. I I hope that the Potomac cast really remains the same. I think it's really well balanced. I think that it's really kind of a perfect Housewives cast. So I hope that nothing changes between uh, seasons five and six, but, Who knows? I think Wendy was definitely playing at Koi. But before we get to my interview with Wendy, you know, Potomac is just one of the four Real Housewives franchises that is currently airing this month, which is insane. It's a lot to keep up with. Granted, I don't watch OC, which is one of the four that is on. I don't really have any interest, sorry to this man, but that's the one Housewives franchise that I just can't do. But we also have Salt Lake City, which is on, which is a new one, obviously, and it's really giving me life. They wasted no time getting into it, and I, I I'm kind of speechless right now because again I'm still sort of like we're still sort of meeting this w- these women but like Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is just amazing like I love Meredith I love Lisa I love Mary they're all they all sort of bring something different to the table loving that Atlanta premiered before the Potomac finale and Atlanta has always gives me life and the premiere was really focused on Portia's um, activism in in the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, her arrest when she went to Kentucky to protest the death of Breonna Taylor. And um, it was a really, really powerful episode and opening to the season. And it was really well done. So, if you haven't watched that, and even if you don't even watch Atlanta Housewives, it was really kind of a great, deep moment for the show. And um, I'm really glad that they sort of kicked off the season on that note. But before we get to my interview with Wendy, you know, it's obviously the holidays, and we have a real housewife on the podcast this week. So, my mind was, was, was churning about, okay, like what sort of something that I can bring up? And I do really have one main Holiday Housewives memory, and that is from 2017. You know, I hadn't really interviewed any of the New York ladies. And historically, New York has been sort of my favorite Housewives franchise. And I got a pitch to interview Dorinda Medley at a holiday party sponsored by Goods inside her apartment. And her apartment was, like, relatively heavily featured on the show. And so I was obviously said yes. And I, I had another commitment that night, so I had to sort of, like, go in and out. But I showed up to her Upper East Side apartment, which she has since moved out of. But uh, went up, and it was this super crowded party in, a, in her two-bedroom New York uh, apartment that looked overlooked the park. And I was, it was just sort of surreal being there. And we're, we're, again, sort of a place that we had seen on camera a lot. And I sort of mingled around, got a glass of wine— took in like the very festive decorations because we all know that Dorinda is super into Christmas. And it was like, okay, time for your interview. And I was like, okay, where are we gonna do this? We go to her bedroom, yes. We go sit on Dorinda's bed, me and Dorinda, we don't just sit in chairs, we sit on her bed. And we have our glasses of wine And I start recording and we have this great 10 to 15 minute interview and she is super into it. We're both like a little bit tipsy, granted. And so like sort of that sort of added to sort of just the fun nature of the moment. And there was only one other person in the room and we just like hit it off. And it was a very festive moment, as Mariah Carey would say. And I sort of, during the interview, I was sort of like peering around, like looking around, like, Like, just kind of trying to take it all in. I noticed some wigs on top of Dorinda's closet. And no, it's not like she wears a wig all the time. They were, like, sort of, like, different wigs, like, different hairstyles. I actually pointed them out and she was, like, she sort of of hinted that they were sort of there to, like, be used in, like, a mischievous way if you catch my drift. So, um, that was a moment. And then... As it, you know, it was, it was my first time interviewing a New York housewife, so I was like, I don't want to just, like, get a picture with her. And I sort of, like, I sort of leaned into the moment and, and, and read the room a little bit. And I was like, what can we do that's, like, a little more fun than that? Well, I had her recreate one of her iconic moments, which was the clip moment. You know, when she, like, leans across the table, she's like, clip, clip, clip. Well, I had, that, I had her do that to me. I sort of like just, like, pretended to talk, and she clipped me, and she really went for it. And it just, like, kind of made my life. And it's, it's somewhere on my Instagram. If you want to scroll back to, like, December of 2017, go for it. Yeah, Dorinda, the Queen of Christmas on Real Housewives. I, had, I went to her holiday party at her apartment. And it sort of led to this other holiday party moment with her, um, which I can bring up closer to valentine's day next year anyway keep listening for my interview with wendy osefo and please make sure to subscribe rate and review us on apple podcasts or wherever you're listening to this it really would mean a lot any little piece of support uh matters and yeah enjoy my interview with wendy it's a good one thanks guys All right, so we are here with Wendy Osefo, the newest cast member to The Real Housewives of Potomac. We are winding down season five, and she is joining us to look back at her first season. Wendy, thanks for joining.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you.
0: How has your holiday been? How has your 2020 been? It's it's been a big year for you.
1: Um, well, 2020 as a whole for the whole world has been a big cluster and I'm okay with that, right? Because we're all going through this cluster together. But outside of that, I am trying to find the silver lining and it has been an amazing year. Like just spending time with my family and being home and being around and seeing like the kids' milestones that I would probably normally miss because I'm always working and running has been like the best thing ever
0: and what what has been kind of helping you stay afloat like what what yeah. that you have turned to to really kind of just keep you at ease or just give you some moments of, of calm or, or respite
1: so i mean i mean for all being frank here i mean alcohol has been the saving grace for 2020 i mean hello um, <laughs> nothing like a little vodka we're all about honesty here. Um, so i've been enjoying that <laughs> Um, I've been enjoying that. And also I have recently, like my kids always watch like little cute little shows on Netflix. And it just dawned on me like, mommy, why don't you watch some shows? So I have gotten into like Netflix. I'm right now trying to go through binge watch The Crown. And I'm on like season two. Uh,
0: The best.
1: And I'm just like, what is happening? Um, (laughs) So watching shows has helped me, and watching it with everyone else has also been great. Like seeing what Twitter has to say.
0: It's always nice to be part of that conversation and to really kind of like feel like it's 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 kind of like an appointment viewing that everyone's a part of. It's kind of nice.
1: Who are you telling? Like I, um, this is not Netflix, but I just got through The Undoing. Is that what's called? Yes,
0: Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Oh my God!
1: Listen, listen, okay all
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers for yes. those listening, but like, if you haven't watched, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Watch it. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So when, so Wendy, I mean, so y- your, your Real Housewives journey has, it's been a long one because of the delay that this season had at the beginning, and mm. it was supposed to premiere earlier this year, and there was a lot of I think that added a lot of intrigue to to what this season would bring for everyone. But I think it was worth the wait, in my opinion. I think this is the best season of Real Housewives of Potomac ever. And I'm curious, just sort of— And this was your first season. What has this experience been like? Sort of you filmed it, and then you waited a long time, and then you are now living it again with everyone else watching in your words, what what has it been like?
1: It has been a roller coaster, but like in a good way, like I am a thrill seeker. So I love roller coasters. I love like just not running down my nose and screaming my head off. And that's how I feel every Sunday, even though I've watched that episode a few days before, it's always interesting to see how the viewers are going to react to it. And what no one told me, but I think is like, one of the best advice as a newbie is it's one thing mentally to film the season it's another thing mentally to now watch the season and that has been such an interesting journey for me because you film it you know what happens blah 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 but then when you watch it and you hear you know behind the scenes for us right like what other cast members said and you just see everything come together it's whoa mind blown mind blown
0: <laughs> i am sure i can't even imagine because again like you said you, you sort of you think you know how something went or how something will maybe be presented and then it can totally be flipped mm-hmm. on its head or the commentary from your castmates is probably so different than you expected what's something that really kind of blew your mind watching it and finding out about while watching back
1: oh gosh that's a great question I guess, I guess for me, it's like so much has happened this season with us as ladies. I have really enjoyed learning more about my fellow castmates through their personal story, because we're not there. So I don't know what's happening in Ashley's life. I don't know the conversations that's happening there. I don't know the conversation happened in Giselle's life. So it's, it's allowed me to see them through a different lens as well, right? Like, it's like, I'm learning about them and their different individual journeys. And that has been really enjoyable for me to see them in Mm -hmm. that light outside of the group setting
0: totally yeah and I think that's that's what adds color to to all of these franchises is that it's not always just about the conflict or the or the or the dynamics between the women it's also about the individual stories that everyone brings to the table and I'm glad that you that you appreciate that as well as, as somebody who's part of the show
1: yes yes I loved it <laughs>
0: Okay so you also just filmed your first reunion and that must have been a doozy of an experience. You got to you got to do it in person which was which I think was a big relief for everyone. What was that experience like? What can you tell mm-hmm. me? Obviously a lot of it we, we want to keep secret because it's going to air this month but What can you tell me about that, your first reunion?
1: Okay, so, you know, Andy keeps on saying it was 11 hours. It was more than 11 hours. Like, we started filming, and when it ended, it was 11 hours, but our call time was, of course, before we started filming. So it wasn't 11 hours. It was like 14 hours. It was insane. And so for me, I think the biggest thing was, first of all, you guys are going to be like, whoa. There's a lot of whoa moments there, because I was sitting there, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> and, and so it was a lot. And, you know, I think what's interesting is that's where I feel like my newbie hat came on, meaning I was really just observing, right? Because it's different because when you're filming, you're in these situations or these environments that are reminiscent of your everyday life. So we're at a lunch or we're at a restaurant. The reunion is different. It's not It's not housed in an environment that you know. Right. You guys are all in a circle, right? And you guys are all there. Andy is there. There's questions coming from him, questions coming from the fans. Like, it's a lot going on. And for me, it was really intense. But the crazy part was it did not feel like 13 hours. Like, it didn't feel that long. It was, I don't know how to explain it. It just went by like that. And I'm just like, wait, that's it? Like, Mm. and it could have gone on longer. It could have gone on longer. I'm
0: sure there's so much to unpack. And I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of intrigue, obviously, for, for fans, but again, because like, you guys filmed this a year ago, and now we're watching yeah. this season, and there's obviously a lot that happened this season, and I think, for one, it's the first time that Monique and Candace, I think, have been in the same room in a year. What can you tell me about that in terms of just sort of like, you know, there's obviously a lot to address to address in that situation, and um, I know throughout the season, you're, you are firmly on one side of things, so... How, how did that kind of parse out or what can you kind of tease there?
1: I believe that both ladies got the opportunity to say what they needed to say. There was ample time. If there was more they wanted to say, I wouldn't know that because I'm not privy to that. But they definitely had their time where none of us, you know, and none of us chimed in. It was just between them as, as it should be. This is something that happened between them. Let them hash it out. And I think they were given that opportunity. For me, I, I wish that the incident never happened because from my vantage point, I felt like it overtook the season, you know, and it really didn't allow other things to occur because it was like a constant cloud in the season. So I'm just glad that they had that opportunity because it was needed. Like imagine something of that magnitude happening over a year ago and you have to wait a year plus to address it. And so, you know, they had that chance, they had that opportunity. And like I said, I think for me, the best part was the fact that the other ladies, we just let them have that moment that was much needed.
0: That's nice mm-hmm. to sort of step back and just allow them to have yes. the floor. That's, that's great. Because I think, again, like you said, there was, there was a lot yeah. of noise and there were a lot of points of view that ended up kind of clouding the whole thing. And it's, it's I think at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it is between them two. For you personally, was, was there something that you wanted to get off your chest or that you were particularly looking forward to addressing?
1: That's interesting. Because what I think, even watching this and what I've heard some of the viewers say is, Wendy does not use her and I hate the fact I'm saying Wendy as if I'm not Wendy but you know I'm saying this from the viewer's point of view I I'm not one of those people that go into my confessionals and use it as an opportunity to bash people instead I was the person that every time something happened I called it like insane, like I said what I needed to say yeah I didn't have anything necessarily that was looming over me you know I I'm not that person that I'll say slick stuff in my confessionals no like if I if that's BS. I'm saying it at the moment. That's some BS. And so for me, it was just, as I said, you know, in one of the episodes, it was just me putting a button on things. I just want to button everything up. I a like button. that approach. But <laughs> <a good> approach. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. It was just to button things up. That was it.
0: Good. I think that's the point of a reunion is to button it up and to really, to really give us some sort of closure, at least, at least try to. Yeah. So I'm glad that you, <laughs> that you approached it that way. <laughs> If, 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 okay, so take me back to sort of, okay, you you joined the show. Candace is who who kind of mm-hmm. introduced you to the group. How did your expectations of the different women differ from sort of what your actual experience with them filming
1: was? It's funny because I really didn't have any expectations per se, but I had, and this is, I've said this before, I did myself a disservice because I did not watch the show prior to coming in. Now, I did myself a disservice or I did myself a service. It can depends be on how you the look at it. Corner, right, exactly. Right? Exactly. But once I got cast on the show, I tried to binge watch season 4. But what I'm realizing very clearly is all of these relationships have history. It's not just season four before it's like some things are bubbling from season one and I did not know that so I say that to say when I came I know right so I say that to say my expectations of the show were really interesting because I just thought okay I know them from like a surface level and this is who they're going to be but the truth of matter is it really didn't pan out that way and and once you throw a new personality into the group it changes the dynamic as well. Right. So, so it, it brought, it sort of made pivots in different people's relationships once I came in as well. For
0: sure. Yeah. And I think when you, when you talk about sort of like these existing relationships, I think that's also part of what makes Potomac so special is that some of the women Mm -hmm. have known each other for so long. And there is really, I mean, when you think about Karen and Giselle, it's like, I don't even know how long they've known each other, and they, and <laughs> but their dynamic changes every episode. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's just mm. it's, it's. You never know what you're gonna get from them too, and yeah. it's it's. So some, coming in and actually filming with that must have been uh, a, a while of experience.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: And then sort of like, okay, so obviously Candace introduced you to things, introduced you to the group, but you still hold your own with everyone else. I think that you, it mm-hmm. seems like you really kind of tried to give everyone else their their opportunity to to make a make a relationship with you and and not to like necessarily take take Candace's word for everything. How did you go about sort of um when somebody introduces you to the group, how do you kind of respect that respect that candace brought you in but also you know try to hold your own and try to make your own relationships with all these other women
1: yeah i think it's really important for us to get to know each other on like on one-on-one basis and i think that the conversation that really illustrated that for viewers was probably my meeting with robin that was just me getting to know robin we're two moms we're in a park we have some boxos, some little like you know drinks oh yeah and we're just kikiing. oh god i loved it and we were just talking and laughing and that conversation lasted so long so i'm it's funny just to see how much of it made it but we were talking about everything from baltimore to husbands to children to every single thing. And that is reflective of me just trying to get to know them on a non-Candace level, if that makes sense. Like Candace didn't come up really in that conversation. It was just, Robin, I'm Wendy. This is who I am. Tell me more about yourself. How do we get to know each other on a deeper level? And it worked because Robin, I actually really, really like her and I got a chance to just talk to her. And so that's my approach is just, forget that even the cameras are there let's just have a good moment and let's just see if we click and totally it worked
0: yeah and you guys clearly clicked and i think yeah that that was really that was a fun early scene for you a lot, a lot was made this season of yeah the 4 degrees and bringing up the 4 degrees and that, i think there was a lot of like there, there, was just like a lot of attention paid to that, and I think for the haters, I would like you to remind us what, what are, what are Wendy Oseffa's four degrees? Because it's, it's, it is something to be proud of. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> it's so okay. funny because it's so. Fu- I, I am proud. Now say this: I am very proud of my degrees, and I'm proud of my accomplishments. But. When- What's so interesting about it is, I feel like as a new housewife, one of the elements of being a new housewife was for people to get to know you or something that is a distinguishing factor about you outside of the group. It just so happened that one of my distinguishing factors was the fact that I have four degrees. In addition to the fact that I am the first Nigerian housewife, so you guys got a chance to see my daughter sip and see, we did it Nigerian style. But I just found it so interesting that it it became so polarizing in a way mm. because Housewives as a franchise is predicated on these women with larger in life personalities talking about different things. And one of those things is they often talk about their financial wealth, whether it's how many millions they have or how many cars or how many homes. They always talk about these things and good, bad or indifferent, some of these women get those things from their husband. I come into this platform and I work hard, blood, sweat, and tears, and I achieve something academically. And I am showing you know, the audience that, yes, there is financial wealth, but there's also academic wealth. And that's what I bring. But for some reason, that becomes so polarizing. And I don't understand why. It makes no either. sense to me. Because even... I don't get it okay go ahead go ahead tell me
0: <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't get it I don't think I think I think part of it was just sort of like maybe it was the way that like it was all packaged together and it was a little bit like uh-huh. I think the a little bit the way it came across is that it was like always brought up when obviously there was other things being talked mm-hmm. about there, there wasn't like the thing you were saying every five seconds but I think that's that's sometimes how the cookie crumbles right and I feel like that is sort of like that's sort of probably part of of the experience that you have had as you're in your first season is like learning how things aren't always just like played out, you know, exactly how they happen. Like, and things are, you know, we we relive certain things throughout the season and we don't others. And was that part of a learning lesson for you? Just like learning about, oh, this is how this might come across, you know, months later for audiences and they might take it a certain way when I wasn't even intending it to be this way at all.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because as you rightfully said, you know, my, my academic accomplishments is something that i am proud of but i didn't want it to become that's who she is i didn't want it to take on a life of his own it was said in the context of you know hey introduce yourself to ladies let's t- tell them some things about you and blah 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 and so you know it's really interesting sitting back and watching it and seeing how everything played out because i'm like wow hmm that's interesting <laughs> You know, because yeah. I didn't think you know, I didn't think it would be like that. But again, I'm not I'm not ashamed of it. You know, these women come on here and they say, My husband I think it was the, at my seat. you know, Ashley was like, My husband is a millionaire. I'm married to a millionaire. Or, you know, when me and her were arguing at the lake house, she said, Well, my husband, at least he owns his company. And so you see people throw it in your face like this right. capitalistic nature of our of our world, and then it's like I say my degrees and it's like, ah, that's the worst thing you could say now. But I will say this, with everything, there's us, a good thing. And I've had so many people reach out to me and say, I'm sure. Oh my gosh. Whether it's themselves or their children or just how like they were, they want to go back to school. They are going back to school or so many people watch the show that are getting their PhDs and they're saying, thank you for sharing your story. You know, so on top of it all, if I could do it all over again, the amount of people who have given me positive feedback and said how the story has helped them. Yeah. You know, that's I'm worth glad it. I was able to do that.
0: It makes it, it worth is. it. And, yeah, and I think, absolutely. and I think the last thing I'll say is like, I think something that you said is sort of like everyone's used to people talking about wealth and money and, and materialistic mm. things on these shows and what you brought genuinely was new. And I think that sometimes people mm. react to new things in a sort of like protective or like, push back on it way and maybe that's just how the, the the initial reaction is and then I think now now we all know it's like I don't know I think that, that's just sort of my take on it a little bit too is that when it's new it's it's tough tough for people to welcome it sometimes
1: that's true no that's true I, I respect mm-hmm. that
0: <laughs> <laughs> what other sort of lessons or, or learning lessons did you did you take from from this experience from this first season uh, on on Potomac There must have been other things you learned either about yourself or just like being on TV. I don't know.
1: What's really interesting is I've also learned the fact that there are two sides to every situation. You go into these different environments and you take a position. And in your head, you take that position because it's right for you. But then when it plays out, you realize that Just because you feel that way, there is a large swath of the population who feels a completely different way. And that has been an eye opener for me. It has been like, wow, like I took this position because as a person, this is who I am. It's in me. Like, this is where I stand on issues like this. And then you watch it, you see feedback and you're like, wow, I didn't think of it like that. I didn't look at it like that. So it's been interesting to see things play out and see the other side of the conversation.
0: Is that, are you talking about the Monique and Candace of it all or or, or does that yeah. bring up other issues for you too? Yeah,
1: I think, I think the, the Monique, you know, that, that whole incident that happened, because for me, I'm just coming from a place where I think and I don't condone physical attacks, right? Like, I don't. But then you saw some people who were talking about the history, and and, um, maybe because of the history from Candace, that it was something that she had coming to her. And that took me aback, because I'm never one to feel like anything that happens to someone is justified, you know. Like, mm-hmm. like, we could look in our society and see so many things and say, "Well, we can't say that because that's not necessarily right." So, I just took the position, like, would I want somebody to hit me? No. So that's my position. And and if the roles were reversed, if. Let's say Robin did the same thing. I would tell Robin, you're wrong, you're wrong. You know? if Giselle did that, I would say that you're wrong as hell. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it wasn't, and just coming in as a new person is this is this narrative that, oh, she may be doing this or she may believe this because she she's trying to be friends with some uh, or another side. right. What these women will tell you, and we sort of touched upon at the reunion. I am the most independent-minded person you will meet. Like I don't play that. Like that's not me. Like if I have to go to war with everybody in that room, I was gonna go war with everybody in that room. That's just my personality. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. who I. That's who I am. So to hear that and to hear people think that that's a rationale, it's really funny because if you pay attention, my relationships with Robin and Giselle did not really take shape until we wrapped filming.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: So that's that's the funny part that no one knows. Like, once we wrapped filming, that's when a few months, we started becoming friends. I was the newbie, and when you're the newbie, I think a lot of people tell you, some of these women are just like, oh, who's this new girl, who's this new girl? And I face totally. that. Of course, You yeah. know, and, and so for people to say, oh, she just wants to be with the Green Eye Bandits, huh, no! <laughs> Just, that was my position i just i felt that way and i stepped back and i said if this was carter cruiser cameron one of my three kids what would i tell them and that's what i took and i did not know it will blow up in the way it did you know and that's 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 that
0: <laughs> i also i also think that it's like people if people even looked at what you did for a living i think they should maybe understand <laughs> that more right it's like you, you, you know, <laughs>
1: I was just gonna say that and I didn't want to say that because I didn't want people out like, here she is talking about her career again if you knew what I did for a living like I literally I I go into the dungeon and I have to go against people where the the anchor my fellow speaker they're all against me and yeah. I have to stand on my laurels and say no what you're doing is wrong that's my that's my background so you think I'm gonna come in here with a bunch of women and say no I just want to make friends with these people I don't give a damn. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right.
0: hundred percent. When do you you are not a follower of anybody. You are your own person. And so, and I think that's, it's also just, it's, it's just lame. Cause it, I think that it's sort of like, yeah, the way it played out was like, there were two sides to it. And that's just sort of how, again, how it sort of played out. But like, that doesn't mean that you followed anybody to that side. That just means that that's where your personal mindset naturally fell. And so if people didn't understand that, that that's it. their problem, not yours.
1: Yeah, that was it. And I'm, I just respect people's opinion. Like, if you feel like it's okay for you to be on the other side, I'm okay with that. But just understand that I'm also all right to be on my side. Like, it's okay. Like, exactly. we can be okay with this.
0: And 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 that, that gets into something that I'm also curious about, what your experience was like. Because, again, like, this two-sided thing was so polarizing. And I think there are a lot of the time in this conversation it didn't leave enough room for gray area. And that's what I I found frustrating as a viewer is because like, to me, it's Mm -hmm. like, I saw, I did personally see both sides of it and that's just how I personally saw it. And I think that there were some people on Twitter who like, no, it's my way or the highway. Or no, like you can't think that. Or no, you can't think that. As a first season housewife, again, who has been, who you've been in the political commentary world. So I'm sure you've experienced this, but like, the social media aspect of it all where you're dealing where where you did join like a long list of prolific live tweeting housewives. I have to (laughs) say that you were, you're great on Twitter, (laughs) but what was that experience like? How did you, did you pay attention to what people were saying back to you? Did you sort of try not to scroll down and read the comments because it's, it's a lot and it is polarizing, especially this year.
1: I would say this one of the best advice I received from women in my franchise, as well as other franchises has been, Don't, don't, don't read the comments. Don't, don't do that. Because in a personal adage that I live by is if you live by the applause, you will die by the booze. So I don't get excited Mm. when people applaud me, because if I do, that means that that same, that same thing within me will be saddened when they don't like what I do. And because of my background, I know that people are going to drag you on social media. And I try not to pay attention to it because the truth of the matter is I have seen the ebbs and flows of housewives in a sense, right? Like one, one season y'all love somebody next season y'all dragging them for filth next season. y'all Y'all totally. love them again. And so you, so if that is the case, you can't take it personal. You just have to know that this, this is your time in the hot seat and hopefully this too shall pass. And that has been my mindset, but man, mm-hmm.
0: It's, p- a <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It really is. And it's, it's just, you know, I, but I think that's a, I think that's a great um, mentality to have around it. Because you do want to pay attention to what people are saying, but at the end of the day, if they're not going to, like, want to engage in, like, a fruitful back and forth, then, like, just yeah. throw your hands up and don't look, <laughs> really. It's a lot. But it's something else that I noticed when, I mean, as you, as the season went on, a couple of your clips, a couple of, like, really standout moments from your time on Fox News. As being a political commentator started to go viral. And people like really kind of reacted to some of those to those clips, especially the one with Kaylee, who's now in the White House. That was a particularly clip that went that went everywhere. And I was like, I was like, I think I had seen some of your clips before I knew that you were gonna be a housewife. And now it's sort of like, Yeah, Wendy, like that, like that, that's our that's our Wendy, like that's our real housewife. <laughs> Now see, and sort of connecting those dots was really kind of cool, I think, as somebody who's a really loyal viewer of the show. How did you kind of react to those clips continuing to go around uh, kind of, and some of them were kind of old clips, you know?
1: Yeah, it was really interesting because like one day I would wake up and I'd be like, wait, what's everyone talking about? And like, what is this? I'm like, oh, this is from, you know, years ago. But it's really interesting because I think that if you are who you are, you can't separate yourself from like different things. Like I'm not one way as a political commentator and another way as a housewife. Like I was actually relieved in a sense that you guys got to see that because this is who she is like, Kaylee McEnany is a White House press secretary, okay? And I'm like telling her, like, no, Kaylee, you're wrong. <laughs> and that's me. That's just who I am. And so um, I think it adds meat to yes. okay, this is Wendy's personality. Because some people are like, wait, why is Wendy coming for the OGs? I'm like. Because you he, don't care whether they're OGs great. or not. But
0: exactly, exactly.
1: I don't care. I have respect for everyone, but I just, you know, I like to call things as I see it. So it was mm-hmm. interesting to see it. And I saw a lot of comments and people say, oh, now it makes sense. This is who she is. So, yeah.
0: I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it adds color and it adds context oh, and it's and it's really fun. And mm-hmm. like a, kind of r- a little bit wrapping up, does being a housewife mm-hmm. complicate at all sort of like how seriously you're taken in the political, commentary arena like like how how do those sort of play off each other sort of in the reverse direction does that has it complicated at all for you or or has it kind of remained the same
1: so far it has not i still get booked on you know all the networks at the same regularity um what's really interesting is i think sometimes people see like these politicals and they say oh they probably just read the new york times and they have leather-bound books if i tell you how many people have reached out to me and said girl that episode was, and so it is funniest thing. Like these politicals watch this show. Like they watch housewives. They are housewives fans. So it all just plays off of each other. And you know, it has been really a joy to hear people give their feedback about the show that you would normally think, Oh, they don't watch this. No, they absolutely do. My husband, who is an attorney? He was in a meeting, and like one of his like top top guys was like, "Yeah, Ed uh, saw the latest episode. Your wife there?" I'm like, "Oh my Amazing. god!" <laughs> so people watch the show. <laughs>
0: totally. Okay, who, who's who's sort of like one of the most surreal or or most unexpected fans of Real Housewives of Potomac that you have that you have kind of been enlightened to this
1: season well i will say this one of my i call her my sister friend simone sanders she was on the biden campaign and she was just appointed to the comms team yeah Mm -hmm. she responded and she was like when that bird attacked you she was talking (laughs) about Chachala. she was like i fell out so yeah so yeah there you go (laughs) i love
0: that and you know who else is a fan rihanna is a fan of the real houses of potomac i mean come on there's nothing better than that either that's that's the bad gallery Oh my
1: god! <laughs> Who you ta- and I think Nicki Minaj is too because she recently like followed me and I almost fell out of my chair. And-
0: Nicki Minaj follows and like, you. Oh, on the
1: chair. Oh, oh my god!
0: I mean, that's the yeah. goat right there. So I was like,
1: oh my god, she's the goat I was like, Nicki. Oh my god! Yeah. So
0: I love that, that for thing. you. I'm jealous. <laughs> okay. So lastly. <laughs> you no know, if, if you if you were to think about a second season for yourself if you were to come back for for season six, would you do anything differently mm. i don't i feel like you didn't really posture for for anything but what would would you approach mm. being on the show differently at all?
1: I think if I do approach it differently, it'll only be because my life for season one is different than my life now. What I mean by that is when I started season one, I was about Seven weeks out from giving birth to my, you know, third baby, I was tired. I was I was a different person at that time. I feel like now, you know, Cam, she's 17 months, you know, my boys are just growing. And I'm a different woman now. And I know that might sound weird, but anyone who has wrangled like a newborn baby, like it changes you. Mm. And so for me, I just want to get back to myself, not even like the career piece, just who is Wendy. And so I think if you know, season two for me happens, it would be more so you guys get to know just me without the stressors of having a newborn. You know, I always say like that, that incident between Ashley and I at the lake house, that could have been a conversation, but it escalated so quickly because I was hormonal. You know what I mean? Like I was breastfeeding I, mean, I think my breasts were probably leaking too, during know? the episode yeah. <laughs> yeah like it was just like it was like new i, I wasn't sleeping so yeah. i think that just who i am and what i am now is a lot different than who i was season one you know that makes from, sense if that yeah, makes sense
0: for sure yeah. and and confirm you would you would want to come back for another season right you you, you,
1: you <laughs> can we get through the reunion can i see what happens? because that <laughs> reunion was Nutty. Fair. like Fair. can I just let that play that okay thank yes. you yes thank
0: you <laughs> <laughs> well Wendy Osefo I'm so excited for the reunion and I wanted to just congratulate you again oh. on an amazing first season um, where can people f- follow you and and find thank more you. from you if if they want to learn more?
1: You can find me on all social media platforms at Wendy Osefo.
0: Well, Wendy, thank you so much, and uh, enjoy the rest thank of your you. holiday season, and and stay safe and stay oh, healthy. Same
1: to you, and kudos to you for pronouncing my last name correctly. Like, oh. yay!
0: Got <laughs> <laughs> myself oh, on the back oh, right there.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, thank, thank you so you. much, Wendy.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Any support you can give us would be greatly appreciated. You can follow me, Gibson Johns, at Gibsonoma on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow In the Know at In the Know on Twitter
1: and at Watch in the Know on Instagram. We'll see you next time.